In this episode of A Season to Heal, A Season to Mourn, we talk about mourning. What does it mean to mourn? How do people mourn differently? And what's it like to mourn normally? It's not. It's different for everyone. A mourning is a process that doesn't always happen when a death occurs. It's something that can happen in many different facets of our lives. It's an experience of emotion and something that needs to be talked about. This is A Season to Mourn. This is the Season to Heal podcast hosted by Morgan Cobb and Doreen Hills from the Center of Healing, Trauma, and Attachment. There's a season to hurt, there's a season to cry, there's a season to feel, then a season of joy. This podcast is built on the foundation of this season, a season to heal. We are here to dive in together. All right, so today we are going to be talking about mourning. So Doreen, what is mourning? So for me, mourning is that time of sadness because of a loss. And loss can be defined as can be anything like a death of someone you love, someone you care, or it can also be a loss of a relationship from a divorce, a breakup. So there's so many types of losses that we as human beings deal with. And mourning is that time of sadness. It's that, it's that commemorating that sadness feeling that you've experienced losing someone or something or even pets, you know, loss of pet. Uh, so I think that is, that is an expression of grief. And we always kind of wonder what is the difference between grief and mourning? Mourning is the expression of grief. Grief is the feeling and the thought connected to the loss. So there's a there's a slight difference between the two. And I think mourning for me is more of that commemoration and knowing that there's that point in my life that when I lose someone, I will feel that sadness or any kinds of emotions attached to it. Wow. So I feel like as a society, we generally tend to think you only mourn after someone passes, but there is a different variety of reasons for humans to mourn. So that's definitely something that should be touched on and kind of understood more. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think we always attach mourning to only when we think about or experience death. But we got to look at it in a very expanded level, expanded way of we also mourn when, as what I said in the beginning, you know, the breakup and even the death, you know, the death or passing away of your pet, uh, you know, some type of, um, you know, you lose, let's say, house fire and all that, something that is so tangible and so... um, me that means something to you those are kinds of different losses that we mourn even let's say you transition to another place you know kind of like going to another another place another country which i've experienced coming here from from the philippines to coming to to new york mm-hmm. you know there's that sense of mourning that you know i lost something that i've known for so many years 
and then coming to another country. So there's that sense of element of loss there. That attachment, things that you're attached to, that you kind of break that attachment causes some sort of mourning. It is. And we do not we do not recognize that. We only know about mourning again as just death. There's so many ways that we mourn, we just don't notice it. Or sometimes we don't even have language for it. And that's why you wonder sometimes, okay, when you move to another place, you know, why do I feel that sadness all of a sudden? Or there's that longingness or there's that form of or feeling of, you know, I have all these waves of emotions. Where is that coming from? And we we got to look into what have I, you know, what, what shifted in my in my system? What happened that caused me to feel this way? So those little nuts and bolts isn't it that we don't pay too much attention to until we realize that you know we're in that we're in that moment morning is almost like uh, a need to fill an empty space a new empty space that's happening your morning is the process of wanting to fill it and having nowhere to put these these emotions it's a lot isn't it and morning there's a an element of so many feelings attached to it not a lot of I should I, I should say not a lot of cognition not a lot of thinking a lot of emotions attached to it and I think I think we as a society can feel threatened by it because again mourning and grieving there's so many emotions there and people experience waves of up and down. One moment you feel sad, next moment you're angry, and then you're okay again. And it, it reminds me of the analogy of, um, you know, let's say a boulder on like a beach or on, you know, the beach. And, you know, one moment, you know, the wave is just very mellow. And next thing you know, it's like splashing. Right. And that's what grief and mourning is about. It's a lot, a lot of it has so much emotional component to it. And that's why I tell people that I work with that deals, that deals with grief is there are no wrong way to grieve. There are no wrong way to mourn. Each one of us is different. Right. So that leads into my next question is how do people mourn? I think we need to look look at it in different levels in different contexts we we mourn we mourn differently each one of us even though let's say maybe you're, you're a twin you you have an identical twin we mourn differently um we carry different types of you know our culture we came from different backgrounds we came from different cultures, traditions, customs, beliefs, religion, and we need to be sensitive about that. And the way you mourn will be totally different from the way I mourn. Right. Um, because we both, we both come from a different family system too. So those are the things that, you know, we have to take into consideration that just because Morgan mourns in this way that what she's doing is wrong. It's not that way. And I think we need to look at it differently because if we 
look at that in a very black and white that that's the only way to mourn then we are we are robbing ourselves from understanding people and mourning and grieving is more than just one way there's so many ways and and i think we all mourn differently so how do people mourn differently i think that would be best for me it will be best explained by giving few examples with with people mourning differently i'll i'll just share a little bit about my culture my culture of origin when i when i was back in the philippines we do commemorate people we do mourn we we mourn the dead for many many days and it would look so strange if you bring that culture here in the United States, I think especially if if you show that kind of mourning to you know to to the culture here because there's it, it looks like a party <laughs> it does look like a party there's a lot of food there there's a lot of guests a lot of hostings and we're talking about many days and I think it is what that culture holds. The other example that I have here is some people mourn with big emotions. I remember growing up where people would actually hire a mourner. Wow. I just I just remember it just right now. There are people in a very traditional Filipino culture, they will hire mourners to mourn for the dead and what that looks like is this person will be wailing and screaming like just you know crying wow for the family interesting it is very interesting and so that's some of them and some people and again there are no wrong way to mourn some people they you know they're they have little emotions or they're flat you know they don't speak a lot about it um Another another example why do people mourn is we hold, as what you said, we hold certain level of attachment to the deceased. Some of us maybe, you know, when you lose somebody that's very impactful to your life, you know, that person is close to you. And maybe to some, they're distant. Or maybe there's some type of trauma attached to it so they they mourn differently than others maybe i know this person as this very nice person but then this other person has a different relationship so it, it is it's people mourn differently i think with regard to relationship based on how they remember that person when they're alive um i think it's also family of origin you know we we again hold different ways of mourning of grieving if in your family system big feelings are not allowed to a lot of asian cultures the southeast asia asian cultures you know there are some cultures there that big feelings are not allowed and there are cultures or family culture that you know feelings are welcome so we got to take that into consideration but again i will go back to that original that 
my idea that no, there are no wrong feelings with regard to mourning and grieving. Right. And and some religions, too, that has to do with that cultural piece, that religion plays a large influence in people's belief systems, where they think that their person has gone when they move on. So I think that definitely affects the mourning process itself as well. Yeah, and you've got a point there. Just an example, um, I just did um, a training about complex grief. And if the culture holds, so let's say someone uh, someone died from suicide, if that certain culture or that certain family hold the holds the idea that if you die from suicide, you're going to go to hell. The impact of that on the person who was left behind is going to be so different from somebody who who receives support from the family. Right. So those are the things that we as society and even us as community, we need to pay attention to that. The bottom line, I do believe in my clinical work is we need to support those who are left behind because that's what they're needing. And it doesn't have to be, the support does not have, it doesn't need to be fixing them, but just being there for them and being able to give them that space to where feelings are okay. Right. And I feel like people want to suppress any feelings because they think it's uncomfortable or wrong or they just don't understand how to process their own emotions. But Mm -hmm. mourning is such a big part of being human and even other animals mourn. I was reading an article actually on elephants.com and it's about (laughs) elephants and their ability to mourn. And the scientists will research and they'll look at how the elephants interact with carcasses and they, they count how many times they approach and touch it and where those touches happen, if it's wow. with a foot or a trunk. But, you know, scientists can see so much more than just what they can count. They see the emotion in the elephants after they've lost someone close to them. So even though they can't verbalize and communicate that way, as humans, we still go through the same emotions and processes, and it's a part of life. Absolutely, and you mentioned... Elephant is such a smart creature, and that's actually my favorite animal. That's why you, you know I you caught I you know you you really caught my attention there, and I think it is part of us. We as human beings have very complex needs, and we have complex emotions, and that's part of that's part of life. You know, we will at one at one point die someday all of us and so that is ingrained in our system in our internal system that when someone die or we lose something or some someone in different different ways we feel that sadness it's no different than really it's no different than when you have a birth of a child, you know, there's oh, oftentimes we experience that elation, mm-hmm. excitement, blessing, you know, and if we can feel that when something like that, the, the rebirth or birth of something or new things, right? We can, if we can experience that and feel it and permit ourselves, allow ourselves to feel those feelings, then why can't we do that when we? 
lose someone or something. So I think we as a society need to really look into being open and being welcoming of the feelings attached to mourning and loss. All right. Well, that was definitely something for us to think about um, as we finish our week. Maybe you, our listeners, you can dive into these topics yourselves and get interested and do research and look into understanding those emotions. Thank you, Doreen, for this interview, and we will see you guys next time. Please find our website at www.chtainc.org, our Instagram at chta.inc, Facebook and LinkedIn under Center for Healing Trauma and Attachment. Please call us at 970-397-4609 or email at Doreen underscore Hills at yahoo.com if you have any questions. Thank you for listening and please donate, subscribe, or share so we can continue helping those in need heal.